Welcome to Kid Coach Conversations. So great that you can join us. My name's Coven, and every week I'll be bringing you different conversations I've had with kids. They're all seven to 11 years old, and the questions I ask them are specifically designed to get them talking, thinking, and feeling, developing the softer skills that they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. Did you know that 85% of the jobs that will exist in 2030 have not even been invented yet? In such a fast-paced and changing world, it would be the softer, more transferable skills that will help our kids succeed and thrive. But what do I mean by soft skills exactly? Well, it's all the non-academic stuff that kids don't tend to get that much practice in at school, and yet as adults, we're having to use all the time. You know what I mean, things like being creative, communicating well, being a critical thinker, having resilience, etc., etc., etc. Now, I found that a simple but effective way of developing this at home with kids already is through regular five to 10 minute conversations. I'll give you some examples. Let's say on communication, we could ask our kids to describe a car to an alien, which is a test of conciseness. Or on creativity, asking what are 10 things to do with a cup, which encourages them to think in divergent ways. Or how about on critical thinking, having them estimate the number of iPads in the world to help them think in a structured way or on resilience, asking them why it's good to fail sometimes and discussing the value of feedback. Now, these are just some examples, but in this podcast, Kid Coach Conversations, you'll hear me discuss all sorts of questions like this with lots of different children. And hopefully it will give you some ideas of inspiration for discussions that you can have at home with your own kids. If you want full access to all the questions and prompts that I use, then just download our app from www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app, so you can do all this great stuff at home yourself. So without further ado, let's get started. This week I talked to Aziza. She's nine years old and lives in the UK with her mum, dad and younger brother. She loves to ask questions and really wants to know what came first, the chicken or the egg. We're going to build a talking skill of interviews. Interview skills are a life skill in themselves. It's important to always be genuine and natural, but a degree of preparation allows the best version of a child to shine through. In the UK, for example, some kids are interviewed for 11 plus entry to independent schools. So let's listen in on our chat. Okay, so Aziza, I've got here an interview question that you could get asked, and it's on a current news topic, and it's what's going on in the world right now? What is something that's going on in the world right now? So there's coronavirus, which is spreading around. So people need to stay two metres apart and wear masks in, in places like shops. Yeah, the, the coronavirus is a pretty big news topic. Um, so they need to wear masks in places like shops. So why, why do they need to wear masks? The virus doesn't spread, and if you sneeze, the germs they could go to another person, and that person could get the virus. Right, right, yeah, we don't, we don't want that, do we? Um, so you know, the coronavirus has been going on for a few months now, um, and you've been impacted. Your family has as well, probably. I mean, ha- it's been quite a big news topic over quite a long period of time. Um, how has it changed? You know, I'm, I'm talking to you today about coronavirus. If I was talking to you, I don't know, three months ago, maybe you and I would be having a different conversation. Like, how, how do you think coronavirus in the news has changed in the last few months? 
so it's got better and shops have started opening and so have other places like swimming pools and restaurants. Yeah, things seem to be getting better. Okay, great. And are you meaning here in the UK or are you thinking globally as well? So how do you hear about news? Like what would you listen to or read in order to, to know what's going on in the world? Um, and at school, because we, we used to go to school and we watch, we watch news around every day and we hear the news and sometimes we watch it at home. Right, right. Do you find the news interesting? Yeah. Uh, and... And I also get some newspapers every week that have news on there for children. Oh, special newspapers for children. Oh, that seems fun. Okay, so um, what are some of the headlines on there recently? Something not to do with coronavirus. What, what, what other things do these newspapers talk about? Um, animals and art. And um, architectures finding things. Okay, interesting. Tell tell me more. So tell me about another news item that you've come across that's not to do with coronavirus. Tell me a little bit more about animals, architecture, and anything else that you've read. Um. Mm, um. Um. There was a waterfall that. I think the water started to go away, but that was a few, that was like one month ago. Yeah, a waterfall started going away. Okay. So what's your view on that? You know, because here's the thing, like with news, quite often they tell you this is what's going on. Um, and what's really great is when you can form your own view on it. You can arrive at your own interpretation and conclusion as to what you think is going on. So, so this news article talked about waterfalls going away or, or less water being available, perhaps. Um, yeah, what's your view on that? What, what do you think that means? Let's think about it together. So... So tell me more about this article. Waterfalls were going away. What, what, what did it mean? So talking about um, lakes drying up and water drying up, perhaps? Or tell me what it said more of. It, it was talking about, um, it was talking about how big the waterfall was and how much water there was. Mm -hmm. And then how much water disappeared. Okay, and what was newsworthy about that? Was it, was it something that's happened very recently? Like what made it a news item? I think because it was very rare and not many people knew about it, so they put it on the news. Ah, I see, okay. Um, so let's say this was a, a piece of nature, a wonderful waterfall that was just naturally occurring that not many people knew about. 
Um, and then, then it got on the news and now lots of people know about it. Um, and then let's say lots of people went to visit it as tourists. Okay, because that could happen, couldn't it? Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? That lots of people would go and admire this waterfall. What do you think? I think it's, um, well, it would be an okay thing if, if, like, if there was, uh, like, um, things, like, ropes around it so you couldn't go that near it. And, mm -hmm. but, but if there weren't ropes there and you could just go straight, um, really close to it or in it, that would be dangerous and bad. And yep, yep, safety is important, so you want to make sure it's properly roped off. Fair enough. What other advantages and disadvantages are there of people going to visit this waterfall? Uh, so that, um, they could, they could, um, that it could be even more dangerous because they might fall in and they might go down the, the cliff. So there would have to be um, people guarding it so they can save other people if they fall in. Yeah, you need people there to guard it and to maybe be some guides and, um, and help people sort of uh, walk around and maybe some shops and toilets and you know like make sure that people have everything they need there like the whole area might get commercialized is a word that's used right when a natural beauty spot has lots of people visiting it then it needs everything to um, make sure everybody's comfortable and safe right the shops the toilets uh, restaurants uh, safety nets guides um, transport uh, go to and fro and all these kinds of things and that you need to suddenly put in there and that will help people visit it as tourists. Um, but what's a disadvantage maybe of commercializing a beauty spot like that? Mm. Um, it, because, um, because the virus, people could um, spread the virus because there would be too many people there. Yeah, that's true. So linking back to coronavirus, yeah, and I suppose if you have too many people doing anything, then you could be passing germs or creating litter or... Um, but listen, um, that's... It, hmm? um, and also, um, right now when things are opening and stuff, only four people are, are allowed in the shop. So I don't think there would be that many people going to visit that waterfall. So, um, so it would open um, when coronavirus gets a bit better. Right, right. And so it's good that you've linked us back to coronavirus because what I wanted to ask you to take this further was, um, you know, recommend an approach if you were Prime Minister of the UK. You know, so what kind of approach would you recommend to deal with coronavirus if you were Boris Johnson or any leader of a country? What would you want to do? Can you recommend something? Maybe, oh, maybe you could, um, uh, 
and mm-hmm. maybe you could split and um, split and um, split up um things like swimming pools or restaurants. You can split them so that there's um there's like different areas where different people can go at different times or at the same time, and a limit for how long people can stay there. Yeah, okay. So splitting up and limiting times. And um, what do you mean by splitting up? So splitting up swimming pools, splitting up restaurants. What, what do you mean by splitting so, them? Um, so, so splitting them into different areas of the room. Yeah, so what would, um, what would that achieve? What's your objective there? So that um, not everyone's too close and crowded around the whole room. They could have... Um, so there could be like three different people, three different families of people in in an area, and there could be um, four or five areas. Right. Okay. So you'd um, you'd recommend that as a way of keeping people a bit more separated, so that the coronavirus doesn't jump from person to person. Um, okay. No. No. That's good. That's good. Um, I guess I'm wondering, I'm wondering what they're wondering right now, right? So the leaders of every country, right? Boris Johnson in the UK, Donald Trump in the United States, all these different leaders of different countries. Um, I, I genuinely wonder sometimes what they're thinking, not just to do with coronavirus, but anything that's going on in the news, right? And there's always something going on in the news, right? There's always some form of disease, some form of war, some form of... Um, people being poor and sick and hungry, um, maybe some natural disasters like flooding or drought, or there's, there's always things going on in the world, right? And, and I'm always wondering, hmm, I wonder what they think about this. I wonder what they want to do next about it. Um, so sometimes it helps to put yourself in their shoes, right? So if you were Boris Johnson in the UK, and um, here we are recording this, in uh, summer 2020, um, what's going on in your head right now? What, are, what do you think are some of the, the key priorities for the Prime Minister of the UK right now? By the way, it's impossible for you to be wrong right here, right? Because we, we, we don't know. We don't know what Boris Johnson is thinking, right? You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows apart from Boris Johnson, really. Um, but I'm, I'm asking you what you think, like. Right? So what do you think he is thinking? And you're perfectly entitled to your opinion, right? Everybody's opinion is valid. So I'm, I'm just curious. What do, you, what do you think that he's thinking? Uh, mm. Do another um to do another call, not a call, but a video that um that tells that um that people can watch on the TV that tells that says um where he can stay 
what's going on and what he's going to do. Ah, okay, yeah, great. So like a public address where he talks on TV to everybody about what's going on and what he wants to do next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sure um, that's absolutely, isn't it? It's of course, yeah, it's, it's one of the most important things to be communicating with the people in the country that you rule, what's in your head and what's going on. I wonder what he would say, right? I wonder if he jumped on TV tonight, if we switched on the TV later tonight and heard him speak, what, what do you think he would talk about? I think he would talk about things that are opening, like hairdressers and swimming pools and restaurants. Yeah. And um, and what and what the new rules that there would be like there would be signs everywhere and tape on the floor mm-hmm. and to pay attention and to um, still kind of uh, respect coronavirus and keep yeah. a safe distance and stay alert and stay in control yeah great you know sometimes it's kind of fun isn't it to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and think hmm I wonder what they're thinking and actually that can help you think about a problem in a new way. So if you're wondering, hmm, what should I do in this situation? You can ask yourself, huh, what would, what would my mum do? What would my dad do? What would my little brother do even, right? And it might give you some fresh ideas. And it's always helpful to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. So yeah, unfortunately I don't have Boris Johnson's number. Otherwise we could uh, you know, give him a call and find out. But um, I think that's a, a pretty good guess as to some of the things in his head. So good stuff, Aziza, well done. So there you have it. What a great conversation that was, filled with some fantastic coaching moments. I found that regular conversations like this can make a big difference in equipping our kids with the softer skills they need to thrive in tomorrow's world. As you've seen, it doesn't have to take more than five or 10 minutes. And when you're doing this at home as a parent, it can be squeezed in anywhere that you have a moment, during the school pickup, over dinner, at bedtime, etc. Now, I know you'll be inspired to do more of this at home with yourself, with your kids. And so I really want you to check out www.kidcoach.app or just search for Kid Coach app to get the app, which has this and hundreds more guided conversations just like it. You can get started for free and immediately start making a big difference to your child's future success and happiness. I really, really believe that these softer skills are what the next generation will need to thrive. And I'm super keen to support you parents in developing this through conversation at home. So thanks for listening. Make sure you download the Kid Coach app and subscribe to this podcast as well to get our next episode straight away. My name's Coven. You've been listening to Kid Coach Conversations, and I really hope that you have a great conversation with your child today.